Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcast to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited you're here. Have you been hearing all about this thing called Clubhouse, but either A, don't know what it is, B, aren't using it yet, but are intrigued, or C, have been using the app, but don't know how to use it strategically for your podcast? Well, then you're in for a treat because today I am talking with my good friend, Laura Bowder, all about Clubhouse and how to use it in conjunction with your podcast. Laura is a podcast strategist who supports female entrepreneurs with using podcasting as a lead generation and marketing strategy in their business. She is the host of Profit from Podcasting, the creator of the Podcast Vault membership, and a proponent of more women sharing their message with the world. So I'm really excited for you to listen in on this incredible conversation with Laura. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the show. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here. So my name is Laura Bowder. I'm a podcast strategist and I work with female entrepreneurs to support them in using podcasting as a lead generation and marketing strategy in their business. Love it. Very succinct and (laughs) tied with a pretty bow. Okay. So in this episode, we're talking all about Clubhouse, something that a lot of people have been talking about. And if you're not familiar with it, and for anyone listening who isn't familiar with it, have you been living under a rock? (laughs) But I'm sure there's some people who haven't heard about it or don't really know what it is and they've heard about it. They're just like, they don't know. So can you tell us just kind of a little bit about what it is, just like a basic overview of the platform first before we dive in? Yeah, sure. So Clubhouse is basically, it's an audio version of those AOL chat rooms from our past lives, if we (laughs) want to date ourselves and go back that far. But it's an app and it's a social media app or networking app, however you want to think of it, where you can basically get onto this app and it's called Clubhouse. So they have these little metaphorical hallway and rooms that go along with that platform. So you enter the app onto your hallway and you can see different options of rooms, which are those audio chat rooms that you might want to go into. So you can choose a room. And once you enter a room, you will most likely hear people who are talking on the stage, I call it. And they can't hear you when you enter a room. In order to speak on the stage, you have to push a button that like signals to the speakers that you're raising your hand. They have to invite you onto the stage. And once you're on the stage, you can unmute yourself like in a Zoom meeting and say something, participate in the conversation. That is a brief overview. And I know (laughs) the fun thing about talking about Clubhouse too, Jenny, is that it's always changing. So There are probably some people that are less familiar with Clubhouse because they don't have Apple devices. And I know that as of this recording, I think they're just starting to open the doors for Android. So it should be really interesting to see how that goes. Ooh, we're going to get an influx of people on the platform. <laughs> no, that's really interesting. Something as you were talking that came to mind about the hallways, which is probably a silly question, but I've, I've been trying to figure out how this happens, but sometimes I'll just see really random rooms on my hallway and it's nothing like I follow. I look and see who's hosting the room. I'm like, I don't follow any of these people. Why is this showing up here? Is it because someone that we're following is in that room or how does that work? Because it was literally like, 
best sex positions or something. And I'm like, why is this on my thing? I don't have anything like that on my clubhouse interest or anything like that. So do you have any insight on that? It's a great question. I I think that they're probably still trying to work out some of the bugs with the algorithm too, because the app is still in beta. But I think as far as I know, it's based on a few things. So it could have been that somebody you were following was in the room. I imagine that sometimes they may just kind of throw some different things in just to see if you respond to different things in the algorithm. But again, I don't think there's a lot of great information out there yet about exactly how it works. What I do know is that if you follow people, you're more likely to be notified and to see rooms that they're in. I do think that the algorithm picks up a little bit on like the types of rooms that you choose to go to. And I actually think that's a pretty important point because I think a lot of people can get turned off from Clubhouse right away or they don't think that it's working for them or showing them the rooms they want to see. Because I think when you first get on the app, it starts out by just showing rooms that are popular in general. So you'll see a lot of those big rooms with hundreds of people in it talking about themselves and how amazing they are and how you can be like them too if you buy their stuff, those kinds of rooms. Because I do hear a lot of people who are a little newer to the platform saying that a clubhouse is really salesy or sleazy and they don't like it. And I always think, what rooms are you going into? Because I have made great connections on clubhouse and think it's really fun. So I think you do have to push through that, make sure you're following some people that do some cool rooms so that you can teach the algorithm how you want to interact with the app and on the platform in general. Yeah, I think it's because someone that I follow was in the room because I recognized someone's name. I'm like, oh yeah, I follow this person. Like, this is probably why this is happening, but it just was funny. And it was also like 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. And I just happened to click on the app for some reason because I just like to look sometimes. I wasn't really going to engage or anything. But then I saw that and I'm like, wait, what? This is interesting. Like, this is nothing I've ever looked at on this app. What is this? (laughs) And sometimes I'll see ones that are in like, all Spanish or all like Mm -hmm. Chinese or another language, like another foreign language. And I'm like, why is this on my thing? And then I also look, I'm like, I don't follow any of these people. I'm not a part of this club. Like, why is this on my thing? So it's just interesting to get that. And then from there, usually I'll like evaluate if I see someone that I'm following that like it showed me that random room. I'm like, I might unfollow them because I don't want it to get clogged. I don't want a Mm -hmm. bunch of things like that these people are in that I'm not interested in. I know the algorithm will eventually learn, but like- Sometimes I'll look through and not be able to find anything that is of interest to me at the moment. So Yes, I hope that they continue to work on the searchability because I think that would be huge to be able to go in. If you don't see anything in your immediate hallway to still be able to find something. Right. That you like if like you typed in, in podcasting and it could show a list of all available rooms versus just the clubs, that would be so useful. Because yeah. usually on my feed, there is at least one about podcasting in some way, shape or form anytime I look. But there are times where I'm like, nothing is relevant. Like I wish I could just type in a topic and find a room related to that instead of just like having look at people. It would also be cool if you could go to someone's profile and see if they were hosting a room at that moment too. Cause right now it's yeah. like, you don't know what's happening unless you get like pinged or it tells you like, Hey, join so-and-so in this room. I'm feature. hoping that there are a lot of those searchability things that they're going to continue to work on. Cause I think that would make a big difference for keeping people on the app, which you would think that they'd want to do. And yeah, just better user experience. Right. Yeah. So obviously this is a podcast about podcasting. So what are some ways that we can kind of use Clubhouse strategically with our podcast and make that work for our podcast? Because 
as you know, being on clubhouse, it's really fun, but you can get really lost in the app if you're not strategic about it. So what are some ways that we can actually use clubhouse just to work with our podcast instead of just spending all our time there having a good time? Yeah. So Clubhouse is super fun. It can be really addicting. That is definitely true. And so I have been working really hard trying to set some boundaries for myself with Clubhouse too, because I can definitely go down the rabbit hole. But as podcasters, I think Clubhouse is an amazing social media platform. I hope that your listeners will check it out if they haven't yet, if they don't have access to it yet, because I know there's, it's invite only, Android might not be available yet. Be patient, because I think it's going to be really great once it all rolls out. But there are a few different ways that I think podcasters can really use this platform. So the first would just be to host your own rooms. And I can give an example of that. So I have a room that I try to do every week. And let me just say that I will always teach people to be consistent, whether it's with your podcast or with your clubhouse rooms. But like, also we have to just recognize that we have lives and things come up. And especially in times of the pandemic, we don't always have set schedules, but I try to do a room every week for my podcast. And so I release new episodes on Thursdays. I know that not everybody can listen to a new episode the day it comes out. And so on Mondays, so that's a few days after the episode's release, I do a room in Clubhouse. And I call it the Profit from Podcasting Happy Hour. I try to loosely link it back to the episodes. Sometimes um, I'm able to get the guest from the previous week in the room with me, which can be really fun. Again, that can't always happen just with like schedules and not everybody's on Clubhouse yet, but it's been really cool when I'm able to work it out or I have to shift the times around in order to make that happen. And so you might talk a little bit about the episode. I don't usually rehash the whole episode or go into a lot of details because I want to encourage people to go listen to the actual episode, but it's more of just that happy hour vibe. Like people can pop in and ask questions, whether it's about something that we specifically talked about on that episode or just podcast in general or something that my guest is more knowledgeable about. So it's kind of just a Q&A or some kind of follow-up to that episode. So it's just kind of extra visibility that is tied back to the show. I make sure to talk about the show and yeah, so just like bringing people into the audience. So that's one way. Another way to use Clubhouse intentionally as a podcaster is to think about finding guests for your show if you do interviews on your podcast or finding potential opportunities to be a guest on somebody else's show. Again, because of the natural, I think, mix of audio platforms, there's a lot of podcasters that are on Clubhouse. There's always, like you said, there's always rooms about podcasting. There are specific rooms that are just for find a guest, be a guest type stuff. So it's really easy to make those connections. And as podcasters, I think, especially when we hear each other talk, we kind of know right away, okay, this person would be really great to have on my show. This is a topic I wanted to talk about. And so just making those connections, for me, it's usually through Instagram on Clubhouse right now. The only clickable links you can have are sending people to your Twitter or your Instagram accounts. Not a big Twitter user, so I tend to lean on Instagram. And yeah, that's, I'd make connections there. Just reach out to people and say, Hey, I heard you talk in this room about this topic. I would love to have you on my show to talk about that. I want my listeners to learn more about it. I want to learn more about it. So I think, yeah, just listening to people. And if you feel like you resonated with something they said, you want to make a connection with them, just not being afraid to reach out to them and really carry that connection past Clubhouse as well. I would say also, don't be afraid to like, 
not have everyone who reaches out to you. Cause sometimes I will say if you have an interesting podcast topic or like you've really grown quickly with your podcast or something unique about your podcast, mm-hmm. I'd love to chat with you. And some people just come up in my inbox and it's not always super relevant. They're just like, Oh, I have a podcast. I'm like, okay, that's not really what I was looking for. What's your unique angle with your podcast essentially. And I think I'm going to see that a lot with my new podcast, which I haven't mm-hmm. released yet, but I feel like a lot of people are just going to come in my inbox and I don't want too many things about the same topic. Like I want to have 20 business owners that are podcast editors or whatever. Like I could have one or maybe two, like one later down the line or something, but I don't need like 20 podcast hosts. I want like different unique topics. So I think, I think it's okay to say no to people that pop in your inbox and want to be on your podcast. Don't feel like you have to accept them because it feels more personal when you say, yeah, DM me. And then they DM you and you're like, I don't know about this, but don't feel obligated. Cause I know when I was before clubhouse was a thing, I would just get inquiries in my inbox. And it was a lot easier to say no, (laughs) because it's not so personal when you're not actually directly hearing that person's voice and whatnot. So I just want to throw that out there. Don't feel obligated to accept every single person who from clubhouse, if you're in those be a guest, find a guest rooms. Yeah, no, it's a good point. And I think the flip side of that, of course, like with podcasting is, yeah, when you hear people's voices, you can feel so much more connected to them. So you're exactly right. It's okay. I've heard this person talk once. So now I feel bad. Whereas if it was just like a completely cold pitch, you probably wouldn't feel as bad about it. Yeah. I think that just goes back to making sure that providing value to your audience is still the most important thing and keeping that top of mind. But there there are just so many opportunities to connect with people that like I never would have connected with off the app. And I've also just been sitting in rooms and heard people talk when I wasn't particularly thinking about whether I needed a guest on that topic or not, but someone may have said something that really just sparked an idea for an episode. And so I've done that before too, and reached out to people. So I think it can work both ways. I think you can go into certain rooms trying to see if someone might be a good guest for you. And at the same time, inspiration might strike in a clubhouse room. I definitely agree with that. It's just like one of those things you just need to be, if you're looking for guests, just to be on the lookout in terms of, like you said, they can just spark some inspiration by listening. I've been in a clubhouse room before and I literally just that's actually sparked my next podcast idea is I was just listening in a clubhouse room and then all of a sudden I was like oh my god I think I was telling my podcast origin story and other people were telling their origin story and I was just like sitting there listening and then all of a sudden it sparked like that idea and then the light bulb went off and clubhouse is cool because you can have those light bulb moments just randomly like I used to only have light bulb moments mostly in the shower awesome shower (laughs) thoughts but yeah, now it's just, I'll be listening to someone say something really cool on Clubhouse or on a podcast or something. And then it sparks this really awesome idea that turns into something that you never would have thought of. Yeah. So I know a lot of my listeners are busy moms and business owners or both. We just have a lot going on and we don't have a ton of extra time to spend on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the ways that we can maximize our time on the platform without spending all day there? Cause I know the first two weeks I was on the platform, I was like, Ooh, sorry, son, I'm neglecting you because I'm literally on this platform all the time. And obviously I don't do that anymore. Cause I, I don't have the time and energy to be on there all day. Plus it's not beneficial to be there all day long. It can be beneficial, but if you're a service provider, how are you going to do any work for anyone right. on Clubhouse 24-7? <laughs> there needs to be some kind of boundaries. So kind of, yeah. what are some ways that we can set those boundaries and just make the most of our time on the platform? Yeah, totally. Like I said, it can get really addictive and you can definitely lose track of time on there like you can with most social media platforms. You can be on TikTok or scrolling reels on Instagram and all of these things can take over if you're not careful and intentional about it. So I think a lot of the 
same kind of boundary setting rules would apply, but some things to think about specifically when it comes to Clubhouse if, is that if you are hosting a room, you can set the expectation up front, like we have half an hour to talk about this, or we have an hour to talk about this and just keep reminding people as you reset the room, which, you know, is bit Clubhouse speak for reminding people of what's going on in the room. Because when you're holding a room, you could have people popping in and out of the room at all different times. So if somebody pops in in the middle, they may not know exactly what the purpose of the room is, how long it's going to be that kind of thing. So every once in a while, if you're hosting, you reset the room, remind people what's going on, that kind of thing. So you can definitely be intentional in terms of setting a time limit on your room. You can be intentional, of course, on setting a time limit just for how long you're going to be on the app in general, if you're just there listening. I've seen some people do some things with their pictures, turn it to a little just listening picture because you can change your profile picture on the app. So people could see that you're listening, you're not going to be engaging in conversation. So then at least it's a little more like you're using Clubhouse as background noise rather than being more actively involved in a conversation. But I think keeping track of your time is going to be really important. And then Deciding what your goal is for being on the app, I think is helpful too. Are you going just because you want to have some background noise while you're doing something else? Are you going because there's a conversation going on that maybe somebody was holding or it happens this time every week, so you're going to go and participate in that? Are you just checking it out and seeing if anything is there because you have 20 minutes in between calls, that kind of thing. So I think if you go in with what your goal is and then how long you plan to be on the app, those are going to be helpful. I know it sounds simplistic, but if you don't do those things, I can tell you, you will spend hours on the app because you'll just go from room to room or get involved in a conversation and not want to leave before it's your turn to speak or something like that. So I think just being really clear and upfront will be helpful to you. Yeah. Something that I've also found really useful is it doesn't work in every instance, but I like to go at the beginning of the week and look at any events that are already scheduled Mm -hmm. and add them to my calendar. If it's something I really want to attend, that's not to say that people don't randomly host pop-up events because that happens quite frequently too, but that's what I like to do to make sure that I'm managing my schedule. And if I see like I wanted to attend five events on the same day, I usually just pick one or two because it's okay. It's a little overwhelming when you're in that many rooms and you get fatigued. Like my voice gets tired, my brain yeah. gets tired. And then I finally get on stage for the fifth time that day. And I'm like, people probably think I'm an idiot because I literally just have no brain function anymore because I've been talking so much and all this stuff. So I think that's another helpful thing. Like I said, not everyone like will have the room scheduled in advance, but I I like Mm -hmm. to do that personally. It's hard right now, other than like people sharing on their stories or actually scheduling it an app in advance. It's hard to know what's upcoming, but that's something that has helped me manage my time because I don't want to spend all day. Like I know on Tuesday, uh, we're recording this on Thursday On Tuesday. That's one of my days. I don't have my son and it's popping in and out of rooms all day long, like refueling my obsession. Cause I had let it die for a couple of <laughs> weeks and I hadn't really done anything. Like I would pop in and out very occasionally and it just kind of refueled my obsession with it again on Tuesday. And I'm like, okay, I need to tone it down. Like this morning I listened to like one room and I said one thing and that was that and I have calls the rest of the day. So obviously I'm not going to be like on my call, like with this in the background. But I think that's a good point too, Jenny, is to go into a room if you know that it's scheduled in advance. So like you can think about what value you might add to that room or what question you might have about that and raise your hand relatively early on in the room, depending on the kind of the the vibe and the expectations that the moderator set. But a lot of them will talk for maybe a couple minutes or give a little kind of intro chat while the room is filling up. And then a lot of them will say, okay, raise your hand, come up, be part of the conversation. So 
if you know that you have something to share that's going to provide value to the audience, or if you have a question that you want to ask those particular moderators, get in there early, and then you don't have to sit around for the whole room if you end up having other things that you need to go take care of. Yeah, I think that's a good tip. I'm like one of those people who likes to be like second or third because I don't like to be first because it's kind of like, I don't like to do that unless it's like a really tiny room. I don't mind. But like if it's like a bigger room, I'm like, okay, I'll wait a little bit. And then that also helps me formulate my responses as well because I hear what the first person says and I'm like, okay, this is the direction we're going in. Like I'm not setting the tone for the rest of the conversation basically. So that's kind of what I like to do. And then I'm like still near the top, but I'm not like, the very first one because you know introvert problems right <laughs> yeah. get a, a little feel for it but yeah yeah exactly but I think those are great tips and because clubhouse is so like FOMO-y like it plays on that FOMO because now you can record but there's still no replays essentially within the platform which yeah. would be cool to have someday I know it's supposed to be a live audio and that's the beauty of it but like can a girl get a replay on some of the rooms because I think some of them would be really cool to tune in not like the be a guest meet you know, meet a guest, be a guest one. So those are, those don't need to replay. But the ones that are really like having meaningful conversations where you want to take 30 pages of notes mm-hmm. would be really helpful to have like replays for at least yes. like 24 hours, like Instagram lives have and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if we can just speculate wildly about Clubhouse here for a second, I feel like there are probably a lot of features that will end up rolling out that we might not even know about yet. They seem to be rolling out new things all the time. Maybe there will be a way, like we mentioned, we want more searchability. Maybe there will also be a way that you can, I know they have a monetization strategy now. So maybe if you throw a certain amount of money in, they'll offer replays. I don't know. I think it'll be really interesting to see. Yeah. I saw someone like, I said like pay. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what? Yep. You can send (laughs) money now. That's so strange to me. I'm like, wait, what? I'm so confused. I don't know if that's a future I will ever utilize if it becomes available on my account. I'm not going to say never, but I I don't know. It just seems weird. Kind of like Venmo. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen people like post their Venmo on like Mm -hmm. different apps and stuff. And I I don't know. I find that kind of weird. (laughs) Yeah. I think it'll be really interesting because I think that changes some of the culture or like the vibe of Clubhouse as well. Because I know when we first started, like a lot of big people, I'm sure they're still on it, but a lot of big people were going on every single day and giving so much value and so much free stuff, which was really cool and unique about it. Cause you would see like Elon Musk and all these like crazy (laughs) people. I wasn't in any of those rooms, but you could join those rooms with those big people giving advice, which is just nuts. Like I said, I'm not sure if they're still as active as they were when like back in January when it like was popping, but it's just interesting. So yeah, adding that monetization factor makes a little difference. So we'll see how that goes. So I know you've mentioned earlier Clubhouse doesn't let you link directly in your bio without Mm -hmm. having to like copy and paste, which is just a pain in the freaking butt. So how can we kind of optimize our Clubhouse bio to drive people to our our podcast? Should we direct them to our Instagram and then have links there? Or are, are there ways to actually make our bio strategic for our podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good question. And it's interesting because being on Clubhouse has made me so much more aware of my Instagram. Like I have never been a huge Instagram person, not for personal use. I started a business account because like I thought it'd be a good idea to have one, but didn't ever really do a lot with it. So it's really made me a lot more aware of that now because it's the only way I can connect with people that I connect with on Clubhouse. Yeah, I have 
a link in my bio that goes to my podcast, like in my Instagram bio, which people can click to from Clubhouse. But yeah, I mean, that's another thing. And we're going to keep speculating about Clubhouse here is that I hope they will allow more clickable links in your bio, because I know like even when it comes to the Twitter versus Instagram thing, like a lot of people are really upset that they can't link to their LinkedIn. There's Mm. a lot of people on there that want to network more professionally. Yeah. For me, I'm like, I don't care. Can I link to Instagrams, please? That's what I would like to do. Yeah. Or I don't know, like a website or directly directly to my podcast or having more link features. Cause I think even if they added like one where you could link to another Instagram, like ones that you could pick, you can either link to your, another Twitter, an Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook, even a Facebook group, a website, a podcast, whatever, giving you the ability to link to like whatever, that would be really helpful. Cause I know I have multiple businesses and Mm -hmm. my Instagram bio, they don't give you that many characters to link to all your different stuff. And you want to be strategic with it. And I don't have everything linked in my Instagram bio. So people probably don't even know a lot of the time that I have a virtual summit business unless I physically am talking about it in clubhouse. Yeah. They're probably like, okay, cool. I see your personal Instagram, but like, I can't tag that It's just not enough characters. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be nice to have different options to link as well. Yeah. And they keep changing too. Like when we first got on Clubhouse, there was a big deal being made about the first three lines of your Clubhouse bio, because when somebody clicks on or, you know, pushes on your face, basically on the app, your profile or your Clubhouse bio pops up. And when you're doing that, if you're in a room and someone's talking and you think they're really interesting and you click on their face, you'll see the first three lines of, or you would see the first three lines of their bio. And then you'd have the option to read their full bio. So For a while, there was a lot going on about, okay, make sure that in the first three lines, you talk about what do you do? Who do you help? The the statement that we all have, our little like elevator pitch, you want to make sure it's really clear in your first three lines. Then they changed it. And I think it became the first 80 characters, I think something like that. So you don't even get three lines anymore. So a lot of the times now it like cuts off awkwardly in the middle of people's third line. That's just the way that it works out with the character count. So essentially you get like two lines and you're like trailing off into your profile. So yeah, I mean, there's strategy and optimizing that most of the time I found just like with my own personal preferences or the way I use it, like most of the time I will click through and look at the whole profile unless people have nothing. If you have nothing, Um, I won't, um, but yeah, I'm the same way. I like to look at the whole picture because it's like your first two lines isn't really going to be like, it could be impactful, but it's not going to give the whole picture. Like for me, I am a podcast strategist, but I also host three podcasts, have a podcast management agency. I have a couple of things that are like fun, like a boy mom and true crime junkie and things like that, yeah. that people resonate with. So mm-hmm. you need things like that as well, not just all about your business. And sometimes when I see ones that are all about business and like credentials, I'm just kind of like- You sort of glaze over it, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, like <laughs> more the snooze fest. I want to know what you like. Are you, do you love cupcakes? That's yeah. random, but I want to know like more about the person, not just like your credentials as a business owner. And I think a lot of people, since they're used to LinkedIn and things like that, that's mm-hmm. what they're pushing. But for me, I always like to add something like personal, especially when you do have a lot of characters in your full bio. Unlike Instagram, you kind of have to work with what you got. But with Clubhouse, I don't, there might be a character limit, but I've never reached it. And I have a bunch of extra characters to space it out properly. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, you can have a pretty long clubhouse bio. I haven't heard of uh, a character limit. I don't know 
there is one or not, but it can be really long. You can put a lot of stuff in there. Emojis are searchable yeah. on Clubhouse, strangely enough. So if you include <laughs> certain, I mean, like you can't search for rooms, but you, but can, you can search some emojis. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I did want to talk about something else. Two more things before we wrap it up, but mm-hmm. I've noticed that people put like their handle is something weird and not related to their name. Like some girl I saw had at podcast or something. And I know that's in terms of searchability. Obviously, I think that's why they're doing that. But like, do you have any more insight on why someone would do that and why that's helpful for them? I'm sure if someone searches podcast, she probably pops up. But other than that, what would be the benefit of that? Yeah, I think that... Yeah, I would imagine it's searchability or it was just like to make sure that nobody else could take the same handle. It's a good question, though, because I don't actually know if you can have like multiple clubhouse accounts. Oh, that's something I was curious about, too, because because I feel like my bio is super multi passionate because I have essentially two businesses and then like Mm -hmm. a third podcast and like (laughs) kind of all over the place. So it'd be nice to have multiple clubhouse like profiles. Yeah. To be able to log in on one and then like from a virtual summit one, it would be nice to have a separate one or like a joint one with my biz partner and we can use it. But I think you have to only use one phone number at this time. That's the thing is that because they're connected to your phone number, I feel like you're confined to one unless you can, you know, use somebody else's phone number, basically. For example, like like my husband will probably never go on Clubhouse. (laughs) Could I create one with his phone number and use it? Maybe. Probably. (laughs) Yeah, it's just strange. But yeah, that would be a nice feature too, especially if they're not going to allow linking to multiple Instagrams. Cause for me, that would solve that problem to be able to link to like several Instagrams. I mean, I wouldn't put too many, but at least like my virtual summit business there. Yeah. But I think with the handle thing, it's like your handle on Instagram too. It's a question of whether you want to be more of like a personal brand or whether you are representing your business and on clubhouse, at least since I've been on it and I recognize like I've been on it for a few months and that was not the beginning of Clubhouse by any stretch of the imagination. But I feel like even in the last few months, it's shifted from, hey, like we are all just here to hang out in these chat rooms. And now some of the monetization stuff is rolling out. People are having these huge rooms where they're doing like webinar type selling. I've also noticed people are doing like mod things where you have to pay. You don't have to pay, but if you want to be a mod for different rooms, you pay like 25 bucks a month or something. And then you're a moderator of all these different rooms that are relevant. Yeah, there's like kind of a membership piece that people are starting to monetize on. There's good for them, but it's interesting. And Mm -hmm. there's so many people who are popping up as clubhouse experts. And I'm like, okay, dude, you have like a thousand followers. Calm down. Yeah. (laughs) And there's there's people too, that if they get a bunch of followers on clubhouse, then they can like, people will pay them to moderate with them in the room because all of their followers will be notified. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems it's interesting. It's like a new market. How there's like Instagram experts and Twitter experts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And now there's like these clubhouse experts that like started using the platform in January and like they amassed a big following, which is really great, but it's hard to be an expert on such a new platform. (laughs) It's hard to be an expert because it's changing all the time. Yeah, exactly. there's all these new features that are, and then, I mean, I guess that's true of Instagram too. Features roll out and people de- just devote their time to figuring them out and figuring out what works. Right. And yeah, it's definitely, it's, there's it's still a, it's many changes to come. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> many changes yeah. to come with Clubhouse. I'm pretty I've, sure about that. I've seen people doing like paid courses for Clubhouse and stuff. I'm like, good luck. You're going to have to be updating this thing constantly. That sounds like a lot of work. 
<laughs> because yeah. there's so many changes always coming out. So it's, oh, got to make an update. Oh, new week. Got to make an update. At least for Instagram, it's okay. You've had the feed for a long time. You've had stories for a long time. You've had all this stuff for a long time. And yeah, so... One more thing before we go to the final question that I ask everyone, let's talk about converting the people from Clubhouse to like Instagram and just like growing your business with Clubhouse in general, not necessarily your podcast. Let's talk about that. Have you really seen a big increase from Clubhouse to your Instagram? Have you seen it increase your income? Have you actually seen your podcast downloads increase from Clubhouse? Tell me all the things. I'll say I have seen my Instagram followers increase quite a bit from Clubhouse and I'm not even on it that often. Like I probably am on it one a twice a week for a couple hours, maybe less, but have you seen big results from clubhouse? Is it really worth adding to our strategy or is it just another like fun time suck? <laughs> yeah. So it's a social media platform, right? Um, <laughs> it can be a time suck if you let it, but I will say that I think as with most organic marketing, ultimately it goes back to where your audience is. Jenny, you and I have an audience of podcasters and podcasters really like Clubhouse because of the audio crossover. I definitely think it's worthwhile for us. You said you've seen your Instagram followers increase. I've definitely seen my followers increase with the strategy I was talking about with doing like the rooms on Mondays. If I go and do a room and really talk up my my podcast, I will then see a jump if I look at my analytics. Of course, we all get the one on Thursdays for me. The day the episode releases, we see that. And then I can look on Monday, Tuesday, I'll see a bump there too. And it's usually, of course, the most recent episode. And then if there was like an episode or two that answered a question that somebody had, or I've spent a lot of time talking about it in that room for whatever reason, I'll see that go up as well. So I will say that I've seen, yeah, direct relationships between Clubhouse and like Instagram followers and downloads. I've gotten to be guests on other people's podcasts through Clubhouse. I have gotten people to be guests on my show through Clubhouse. And I have had a couple people like DM me and ask for more information about my membership and that kind of thing. So I think like I'm playing the long game with it and on the monetization into my business piece, but like some of those more top of funnel things, I'm definitely seeing conversion at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually gotten a couple of clients from Clubhouse. So that's been cool since I don't, like I said, I don't spend too much time on there yeah. at least anymore, but I found that it's easier to convert people to like paid service clients versus product clients. Like I haven't got any people into my courses or anything. I not that I talk about them all the time. I mostly say I have an agency. That's my main call to action, yeah. but that's just what I've seen. I feel like it's really good for growing like services, especially recurring services or like a launch service. That's great. But like recurring services where people like with podcasts, there's not realistically, it's not like you can record. I mean, you can record your entire season and have someone edit it, produce it and schedule it, but that's not like a realistic thing that people would do. So those monthly services that take things off people's plate seem to, at least for me, have been the most thing that people are interested in because it's like most people aren't going to sit there and batch record a whole season. Well, and I think it's, I think it's a similar argument to when we say if someone's listening to your podcast week after week, then they're getting to know you and you're building that connection with them. I think it's a pretty similar thing with Clubhouse. If someone's going to hand over something like their whole podcast to somebody else, you want it to be to somebody that you know, like, and trust. So I think a lot like podcasting, Clubhouse can really accelerate that process because you actually get to talk to the person and hear what they have to say and hear that they're excited about the work that they do. And I think that means a lot when you're looking to bring a service provider into your business. Right. And I think that people are looking to get things off their plate. And then a lot of the times with these courses, while they're great, 
they're adding more to their plate. Right. So it's like, I don't know about this. Like I'd rather get something off my plate, especially if they're spending lots of time on clubhouse. They have a little more limited time because they are really just soaking up all the clubhouse goodness versus spending time doing all this other stuff. So they're like, Oh, should I really add this like course to my plate? It's a 12 module course or whatever it is. Like, Mm -hmm. so that's what I've seen in terms of that. And I've seen actually people just like who have even formed podcast agencies because of clubhouse, which is super Mm. interesting. I saw that yesterday and they were like launched in 2021. It's like people who met on clubhouse, like a group of three men. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I thought that was interesting. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. People are like forming businesses because of the connection made on clubhouse, which is really cool. But yeah, but yeah. Cool. And then lastly, I'd just like to ask everyone, since this is a podcast about podcasting, we all love podcasts here. What is your current favorite podcast or podcasts? I'd love to know. Yes. It's a great question. I listen to so many podcasts. If you looked at my app, it would be a little bit ridiculous. And I go through like cycles with them. Like I'll listen to a bunch and then I'll step away from them for a little bit. But I listen to so many business podcasts. I really, I couldn't even think of a favorite. But outside of business podcasts, like my original podcast obsessions were like, I guess they'd be considered true crime. Like Serial was my thing. That was mine too. <laughs> but I only listen to season one. Season two, mm, not my thing. But season two is not the best. But some of the other spin-offs of serial this american life is that one yeah i think actually i think this american life might have come before serial but (laughs) (laughs) npr historian here (laughs) no me neither but that's just like one that reminded me of that yeah Um, but yes like Serial season one was my original podcast Same. like thing. It's always my favorite. And then I have a handful of, if I'm not listening to business, I had a few like reality TV show ones that I would listen to. <laughs> I can't lie about that. And then true crime. What is it called? Jenny, you probably know. Real crime profile. Is that one? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something like listen, that. I used to listen it, to that one quite a yep. bit. Okay. Yeah. That's um, so funny. I always love hearing people's things when like when people are talking about like serial being their introduction. I'm like, yes, me too. I feel like that was a lot of people's introduction into podcasting because yeah. it wasn't the first podcast, but it was like one of the first podcasts that made podcasting a thing. Like, yeah. It, it made it big. Cause like I was in a clubhouse room, I think. And someone was talking about how like they've been podcasting since I can remember what year now, but it was like before 2010. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. One of my clients has been podcasting since 2011. So she's on 10 years now, which is just nuts. I'm like, I used to want to delete this little purple app from my phone. Cause it was taking up storage. That was like when it took up a bunch of storage yeah. on your phone. Cause you didn't have a ton. Um, now, now it takes up a bunch because I have so many downloaded podcasts. Yep, same, <laughs> same. Cause I'm one of those people that I don't know about you, but I always auto download every mm-hmm. episode. If I really yep. like it, not everyone does that. My husband's like, no, I will not do that unless it's like something. Yeah. I, I and love. then the app has to like, stop it for you. It's, you haven't listened to this in many yeah. months. So we stopped <laughs> auto downloading and I'm like, no, why would you do that? And I was like, no, I want them all. Thanks. I haven't listened, but I'm going to, I promise in 10 years, <laughs> yes. right. but yeah, no, I love that. So tell everyone where they can find you. So let us know your website, your Instagram, all that good stuff. And I'll also link everything in the show notes as well. Yeah. Awesome. So you can definitely connect with me on Clubhouse. If you are on that app, I'm at Laura Bowder there on Instagram. You can find me at Laura Bowder Co. And yeah, if you want to check out the podcast vault, you can see that at thepodcastvault.com. And I would love to have you listen to my podcast, Profit from Podcasting. Thanks for having me, Jenny. It's been awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much. I will link everything down below. I'll also link a link to join Clubhouse because I not join. If you guys want to actually join DM me, I have 10 invites, I think, because to the 
when I got a bunch of invites, everyone had a bunch of invites. So like now I just am stuck mm-hmm. with a bunch of invites that I can't give out because everyone who wants to be on it that can be on it is already on it from my experience. So like, if you want an invite, let me know. Yeah. I will shoot you one. But yeah, thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed chatting with you. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.